Eight. Welcome back to the Jojatorium, episode 56. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, this isn't real. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> I thought you were going to take no, it. No, you can do your fucking thing. Are you sure? Yeah. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Remember too, whenever uh, it was, we found the, the German Scheiser porn? That's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's what yeah. You, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Just <laughs> <laughs> got right in front of you. Welcome back to the Joe Jatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys. And bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Bash Brew Beer Fest 2022 rolls on with Brews and Bruises, scheduled to take over the Ross Driver, Ross Driver Ice Center on June 4th. Come see live pro wrestling and delicious craft beer from breweries from all over the nation. Tickets are still available right now, so head on over to the Brews and Bruises Festival on Facebook to snag yours up right now. Just make sure you tell them that the boys sent you. Welcome back. We are back in the auditorium by ourselves. It's okay. We have guests later. Not today. But down the road, we have a couple scheduled. I'm not that worried. <clears throat> you shouldn't be. I still don't know who any of them are. So you're keeping it very secret. That's what I do. I am like Cody Rhodes. I want to keep you guessing. Am I coming to Jacksonville? Maybe. I maybe not. Just I'm just here for vacation. <laughs> I'm just here to just peruse. Me and my wife. We're not signing contracts or meeting with creative. I, I swear to God. I swear to God. So, Adam... Last episode, you told me that we, well, not we, you, were running around getting stuff for a homebrew competition, and then I disingenuously just brushed over that. <laughs> and everyone's like, why didn't you talk the about the homebrew competition? So for everyone who wants to know, I'm sorry, first and foremost, relax. Like, I wasn't going to ask him about it. So Adam. <laughs> <laughs> they really got bent out of shape about it, huh? Yeah. Like, it, it was it was a good handful of people who were like, hey, man, you do have a co-host that does stuff. You should ask him about that. And I felt bad. So now I want to ask you. Well, I mean, you kind of know behind the scenes what it is already. So the general public might be a little upset to hear that it's not your typical yeah. brew competition. There's no public aspect to it. It's just a um, basically the home, the trash homebrew club here in Pittsburgh that I'm the vice president of. There is a trash competition every year. Uh, this is the 30th one, aside from 2020 and 2021. It got canceled uh, from the pandemic. But, um, yeah, everybody brings their best. Like It's close to like the traditional, what are called BJCP-style beers, which are like your typical just traditional beers. Like The newest thing on there is Hazy IPAs. And okay. They just got added in like 2016, I think. So it, it's very traditional beers, uh, ales and lagers. Um, and then judges from all over the country come in and judge your beer, and you get feedback. They get scored, and uh, the top three places in every style get an award. Cool. And so, then you were running around like a madman collecting prizes. Collecting the prizes for the awards. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're the vice president. Yeah. Which I really <laughs> slacked off this week. I hope nobody's listening. I, did, I felt like crap in the middle of the week, and... I mean, I was reaching out to people, but I did yeah. not do as much running around as I did last week just because I burnt myself out. Can I just tell you right now, the people who were mad at me were people in trash. Oh, they're, well. They were mad. There you go. You should ask about, you should talk about trash. Yeah, talk about yeah, trash. Yeah, but it, I mean, for anybody that is in homebrewing, um, 
Trash and Troop here in Allegheny County are great homebrew clubs. If you're in Westmoreland County, Ways is their yeah. um, contingent out there. And then if you're in Butler County, Bash is not oh. not Bash Brew, but yeah. Bash is. You should go there. Butler Area Serious Homebrewers. Just take that one. Yeah. Oh, we're taking over. <laughs> we're going to invade. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, oh, are you the flagship of this thing? Like, yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, get. I mean, uh, definitely get involved. Uh, look for it. Coming up next year, it's already – most of the places are taken already. Um, there are people that back out last minute. So if you're really interested, just keep an eye on the Trash Competition website. And if there's an opening, you can sneak in. If not, look for us next year. It's always around mid-April. Okay. Sign-ups are usually January, February. So this is a dumb question. Maybe it's a dumb question. Do you have to be in Trash to enter the no. competition? Okay. So no, you can you just not. be a home brewer. There is a – I don't know the fee because I didn't enter this year myself. But there's money. There, there, yeah, you you pay to enter your okay. your entries, your beer entries. Yeah. Um. If you're not a, I think if you are or are not a member, and that just all goes to the club to put on the mm-hmm. award ceremony and the event. I think it's worth it in general because you're getting professional feedback on your beers. Yes, you get professional yeah. feedback on everything you turn in. That's really by cool. multiple judges. Yeah. So it's very cool. Are you kind of sad you didn't? enter this year then yeah i just i knew i was going to be too busy and actually if one of those spaces does open up i might sneak in an yeah. oatmeal stout but um, okay. it's not likely <laughs> i just didn't have time this year yeah because we're too busy here in the judgatorium bringing you what you need yeah. to hear and see plus being an officer i feel kind of weird entering like that would yeah i'm weird. gonna wait until i step down from my uh my position when's that gonna be Hope the trash people are. Hopefully this November. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to get voted off or are you just going to step no, down? No, I'm just going to step down. But okay. I, if they don't have anybody to nominate to take my place, I kind of get stuck. Oh, no. So hopefully somebody wants to do it. It's real easy. It's a lot of fun. I've done it for three years now, mostly during the pandemic. But Probably not a lot to do during the pandemic, though, right? What, no. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Yeah. So well, I'm trying to make up for it now. Yeah. Well, thank you for for helping out with that and setting that all up. And yeah, you know, you guys. Thanks for not just ignoring it. Yeah. This this time this around. Time. I'm sorry. <laughs> in in addition, on a little local beer uh, yeah. uh, news, the podcast was invited out to check out Fermenta Brewing, yeah. a new brewery opening up in um, oh darn Alec- Ambridge. Ambridge. Thank you. The other A up that direction. Yes, up in Ambridge, uh, right on Merchant Street. Yep. Um, and went and got to check out their space. It's huge. They have seating for over 100 people. Uh, they open up next Saturday, which will be the... 25th? 26th? Uh, is it a Saturday or something? Saturday. I think it's the 25th. Okay. Whatever's closest to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is the 26th. But they're going to have multiple multiple bands, multiple food trucks for opening oh, day. Nice. Um, and I might be out there Saturday. More likely going to be their Sunday. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely going to try to check them out opening weekend and get some of their beers. Yeah. I think they said they're going to have six beers on, five or six drafts of their oh, own. Oh, nice. On, um, along with, uh, they're trying to get like some cider and some That's cool. Some wine maybe for the non-beer drinkers that want to check it out. But beautiful, beautiful space. Uh, it was really cool to check out. Sorry you couldn't make it, but yeah. we'll sneak out there together soon. Absolutely. And if you see us both out there, rest assured, we probably have some merch on us, at least some stickers or something. So yeah. if you see us out and about, just approach us. We probably have something in our pockets. We'll hook you up. Yeah. Yeah. So, Adam, we are in round one. You brought us some delicious beers to drink. You put them together. Caught rum on beers. Rum on beers. So, funny enough, I have Union Brothers How to Achieve Warp Speed, which is their 8.5 double hazy IPA. But it's your week for punishment. Yeah. So, you don't get this round one beer. What? 
Hold one second. I thought he forgot. That, I thought that he forgot that I was supposed to be punished for last week. So, oh my god, um, what the fuck is that, Matt? You'll be drinking Schmirnoff Ice Pink Lemonade, <laughs> <coughs> and they're only twelve ounce cans, so you might get thirsty. So here's a couple backups. Oh shit! Really? Round one beers. Round one. Round one beer for you. What the fuck is yeah. delicious? <laughs> Ice pink lemonade. Yeah. How much sugar is in this? Am I gonna have enough? You're, you said you were tired. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> I can't believe you remembered that I had to be punished. Yes. All right. Well, well I, I I'm gonna crack my first one. So if you want to talk about the Go actual ahead. good beer, yeah, yeah. This is um a great double hazy IPA. I've already had one. In full disclosure, uh. And it is a double IPA by Union Brothers, dry hopped with Citra, Strata, and Nelson Hops. Sounds really good. Yeah. If you know what's going on with Union Brothers, I do search them out on all social media. It's Union Brothers Brewing. They're on most social media, I believe, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Ooh, smell that. Um, I don't smell No, that. I can't because all I have is Smirnoff Pink Lemonade in my nose, and I don't want to affect it because I'm trying to get the aroma and really try to enjoy this thing. You want to know the best part? What? This is my last one, too. So is you it really? Even, yeah, you don't even get to try it. No. <laughs> Good God. Do better. I already apologize for how terrible I am at predicting scripted combat. So why don't you go ahead and talk about your first sip, and I'm going to try to slam one of these things down now so I can get it out of the so it's way. It's got a nice golden hazy straw color to it. Um, Very bitter. Very danky. Just where I like it. That strata is real dank on it. And then the uh, the Nelson definitely comes through too. That's good. Very nice and better. The malt really comes through on this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Not the sugar. It probably tastes like Kool Aid, right? No, Kool Aid tastes way better than this. Oh my god, this is so good. So, <laughs> so the problem with Smirnoff has always been, despite the fact that they always boast these natural flavors on the can. It always tastes like someone just took like. Do they really? Yeah, it says nat It says premium malt beverage with natural flavors and certified colors. That's a tricky way of saying they have like red dye number forty five, the one that makes you poop a lot. That's in here or whatever red that red number seven or whatever. Yeah, one of them. It's the one that's in the sugar free gummy bears that everyone. Takes <laughs> like, pants over. Yep, literally. Oh my god! Well, you know what, sir? Kudos, kudos to you, kudos to you for a good punishment and remembering. So. You're welcome. I appreciate You're you. Welcome. You didn't. You weren't wondering why there wasn't a beer a beer can for you. Well, we always split. Sometimes we split. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's an eight point five. I'm going to be real fun in the second half. Slogging yeah. down an eight five here. Yeah. Well, me too. Well, I'm got four of these fucking things. And again, Union Brothers Brewing. Uh, we might see them in the round two beers as well. A little spoiler alert. Um, but they're from Harmony PA, so go check them out. Got a great kitchen. And they got great draft beer. And I, I don't want to break your heart. You will. I was going to. You say, will be fully participating in round two beers. I can't. Right. I can't. Thank you. Because and you'll like the round two beer even better than this. It's more your style. Okay. Well, so. I can appreciate that. Thank yes. you. You still. You still give me some leeway, at least a little bit here. Yes. So I go can appreciate that. Go, go get some beer from Union Brothers. Uh, sours, IPAs, great stouts, and great, great, great crispies now too. Yeah. Uh, are hitting the menu more and more every time I go up there. And then their burgers are killer. If you like burgers, uh, they also have wings, you know, your typical bar fare, did some great did, sandwiches. Did you do a smash burger? Is it a smash burger up believe, there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's what I would call it. And it's like um, spare rib and chunk. Ooh. And yeah, it's, it's a that good blend. Delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would cheat on my no red meat diet. You would totally oh, would. Yeah. 
It's totally worth it. They got me back into burgers, and I'm getting bulky now. <laughs> I don't need to get bulky. I already am bulky. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to put my nice pint glass behind me. I did drink a bash brew before I started this, so at least I had one good beer before I started. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed you did that, but I couldn't share my hand. I, yeah, like, I know. Yeah, of course you can have a beer while we sit up. Smart, smart. So we are going to get into some combat sports here. So from Buckle to Bell to Bellator and back, the boys bringing the best wrestling biz in the news. So we have to start off with uh, the legend, Scott Hall. Uh, he passed away. Uh, he's arguably one of the most influential wrestlers of the Attitude Era. Uh, he passed away after complications arose uh, during hip surgery. So according to reports, if you haven't been following this at all, uh, Scott Hall uh, received a full hip replacement. And during the surgery, he suffered upwards of three heart attacks um, to which he couldn't recover from. Um, he was placed on life support where Kevin Nash was... Uh, he didn't have to do this, but he was kind of given the play-by-play on social media of Scott Hall's health as it was degrading. Um, he tweeted that Hall would remain on life support until his family was in place. And then on Monday evening, Sean Waltman, lovingly known as X-Pac, who's currently going to wrestle in GCW, uh, tweeted cryptically, he's gone. Um, Scott Hall, uh, a legend in his own right, the bad guy, um, lovingly named the bad guy. He solidified himself as a premier talent as Razor Ramon in the WWF, where he had classic matches with Shawn Michaels, the 123 Kid, Goldust, and countless Hall of Fame talents. Um, he left WWF in 1996, where he quickly signed with WCW. And that's when we know him to form the Outsiders with Kevin Nash. And then finally defecting the American hero, uh, Hulk Hogan, in 1996 as well, to form the NWO. And we all know what happened there. For 83 straight weeks... WCW absolutely decimated. One a tear, just destroyed. They signed all the best talent. Like Scott Hall going to WCW started this mass exodus from WWF. It, it destroyed Vince McMahon. He didn't know what to do. He was he was at a loss. He didn't know how to recover from any of it. And for a while there, just the three of those guys just ran over the Monday night wars. They fed into the Thursday night wars. They were taking over. It was the best. It was because they were on at the same time. It sparked what's known as the Monday night wars. So yep. you could literally click up and down the dial and try to watch everything happening at the same time. Um, yeah. Great time to be a wrestling fan. Definitely yeah. solidified me being a fan in my teenage years. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and to know that he was, well, he is is a he's he's a main eventer, but he was a career mid carder, and he was one of the best mid carders to ever grace the squared circle. He held the Intercontinental Title at WWF four times, WCW Tag Title seven times, one time without Kevin Nash. Uh, he held the WCW US Heavyweight Title one time, and the WCW World Television Title one time. Um, he's most notably understood to be one of the best intercontinental champions of all time because the four times he held the belt he went through absolute wars to either obtain them or to lose them yeah. um fantastic here i uh, consider again consider an integral part of the 83 weeks that there's a great podcast with eric bischoff where he talks about it and you know, scott hall is all over it um he's constantly brought up about his influence on the company and the business and how he was great with creative. Yeah, he did a lot for their storylines that he wasn't even in. Like, he was yeah. a big part of the Sting-Hogan storyline that was real big when the NWA first started. I mean, he, he had some really good ideas and was really a creative talent. Um, so he'll definitely be missed. I don't think he's been in the industry doing much other than kind of helping younger wrestlers recently, but... 
Yeah, and then he garnered a ton of support too. When he had to have that hip surgery, he didn't really have. The, for, I think his last, yeah, for his last hip. Yeah, he didn't have this any health second, He fell and broke this one, yeah. which he replaced. But yeah, I think he. Yeah, I remember in the early days of. I don't know what are those crowdfunding Kickstarter and yeah. Uh, the Go GoFundMe was like one of Go the first me, ones yeah. too, yeah. And he, he yeah, I he think did, he like more than doubled what he needed for his first like surgery. Seventy, and he ended up like a hundred and fifty, and then like money was still pouring, and they had to turn off the GoFundMe right. because money was just getting misallocated. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, and I've heard different things. I've heard like it was heart attacks during the hip replacement surgery. I heard it was during his recovery. There were blood clots that got shot in basically into his heart and gave him the heart attacks. So I mean, whatever it was, it was three heart attacks and. That's and that's hard to come back from. And he didn't kick out. Yeah. But um yeah. Sucks. So uh hey man, thanks for the good times, bad guy. Uh I wouldn't be able to love wrestling as much as I do now without you doing what you did and Wolfpack for life, outsiders for life, just too sweet. <laughs> Woo Yeah, buddy. Woo. Oh, now into uh Better news. Yeah. Not. Big, Big E broke his neck during live television. So uh, Big E, known for being a part of the trifecta of the New Day, he fell victim to what is being called a broken neck after a botched belly-to-belly suplex from Ridge Holland on SmackDown. So Big E was stretchered away from this horrible incident where he was uh, – he had a scan MRI, I do believe, where they saw that he had fractures to his C1 and C6 vertebrae but would not need surgery. So that's a good thing because he's a hoss. Yeah, I think it really saved him. He's a thick man, and you know, thick thighs save lives. But I think a thick neck saves the break. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Um, it's still up in the air if he's actually done with wrestling because there are some people like there's a doctor that constantly peruses Reddit, and he went on there and he was kind of like picking up some of the information. He was like, "Listen, like a C one and a C six is a career ender." Right. You're talking about things that are synonymous with like what happened to like Peyton Manning, what happened to Stone Cold Steve Austin. These are very similar injuries, so it depends. Though modern medicine is like unfathomable, and he he also disclaimed like I am not his personal physician. I don't know his specifics, correct? But just knowing what those injuries are to those vertebrae, this is the normal course of action. Like this is normally what will happen. Um, Yeah, and he said it would normally be cause for wrestler to hang it up, but I hope not. Same. I I love Big E, and he even though his run with the title was short, it was great. I want to see him do it again. So you know, get well, Big E. We want to see you back in the ring. And um, if you can't do it in WWE, maybe you could do it somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So uh, speaking WWE, what happens if they don't land Cody Rhodes? The mystery of Cody Rhodes. I'll tell you. Adam doesn't watch any of WrestleMania. That's what happens. That's exactly what a lot of people are saying too. That they're waiting for World Wrestling Entertainment to bring in the defector from AEW, one of the founding members. And the original shot was they wanted to try to get him in for Jacksonville because they would be right down the road from Daly's place. And they could have just basically took a big shit on AEW. Right. But they're not competition. No. They've never been competition. competition. They're not competition. Um, But right now, there's no solid proof that they even have Cody Rhodes in their ranks. However, internal documents keep getting released saying that he's going to face Seth Rollins at the Showcase of the Immortals. I don't know, though. I don't know. I mean, they've been teasing a lot. I don't see it. I really want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin get interviewed right now is the number one thing I want to see. Yeah. And then that's sad. Then, of course, they're saying, like, he's getting on – Stone Cold's getting on uh, interviews saying, like, I want to wrestle. Right. 
So it's inevitable. That's going to be a wrestling match. That's not going to be. I hope so. I, I hope so, too. I don't think it's just going to be an interview spot because that would just be lame. I watch the Broken Skull sessions every week. I don't need to watch him talk during WrestleMania, too. Right. Yeah. So, um, but then again, too, lastly, before we move on to the next thing, if WWE can't land Cody Rhodes in time, what does that say about their pull? Because they, they really put a lot of their machismo into what they can acquire. And, uh, they haven't acquired much. Lately. They really haven't. They've, they've, let a, they've let a lot go, and um, their track record this year is kind of poopy on the creative side. Just a little bit. And there was a new report. I think they've been making money hand over fist. But oh, absolutely. It's unfreaking watchable. Yeah. It's, well, now that you say that, too, a report came out. Thank you, WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Um, my understanding is that there are former creative writers and current creative writers that are leaking information to the dirt sheeters, you dirty, dirty dirt sheeters, that WWE kills creative process. This beer's so good, Matt. Is it? Yeah, that's the last one. Right I like there. how it's kind of cascading a little bit, too, when you pour it from a distance. It's nice and thick and poppy and... Mm. Pittsburgh local beer. I think there. I think that one's out too. I don't even think you can buy that one. This anymore. isn't. This isn't local. No, I mean it came from a local beer distributor. Which one? I like. I, it. I actually don't know. I like it so much that I. Does it come in four packs? Like, no, like twelve. Other, like other craft beer, no, does twelve. It come in you get a whole twelver. Yeah, you know, this underground company Smirnoff has. You know, they've been young up and comer. Yeah, and I'm glad that they young upstart. Yeah, they they they're they, working on they're working towards a smoothie sour. I think, they took a break from doing cream ales and lagers, and they made this. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll with, be the crispiest. With Cool Crash technology, they came out with this this ice pink lemonade. It's incredible. So <laughs> you, just, you just use words you hear me say and then put them in the totally wrong context. It says ice. Cool, it has cool, to be cool. Cra- cool crash. It has to be cold crashed because it says ice around the can. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it works, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, pardon me while I, I need to finish this, this delicious malty beverage so I can crack another one. Yeah. I mean, only if you're thirsty. I figured you probably, like four will do you. I mean, they're only 12-ounce cans. They're little Red Bulls with a little bit of alcohol in them. I don't think they're that heavy, right? They're not... Uh... They're not breaking the bank on ABV, are they? The, no, they're like 4.3 or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's water for you. Yeah, it's really sugary, laser tasting water to me. It's I got tums for you upstairs. But. Thank you. Good go. During the break, can I please have some tums? Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of needing tums, the UFC fighters just must be stomach sick at all times because the UFC just returned massive quarter earnings uh, for the last quarter they were just in. They're they're talking about historic earnings, despite the fact that they've put out. Maybe one good card every four, roughly four bouts. Yeah, like once a, once a quarter ish. You're yeah. seeing a, a pretty stacked card. Yeah, like that three a year. That's that, fair. Yeah, that Covington Masvidal card just wasn't wasn't electric. It was good. Yeah, I don't know what it did sales wise, but it wasn't as hot as they tried. I mean, there was no belt. There was no nothing there. No bad motherfucker belt. They used to be friends, though. Oh, no. How they shared they a studio this? apartment. They slept on the same couch. Yeah. They played footsie. So did we. Yeah. And we have a podcast, and they had a fight, so. 
fuck you guys. So anyway, Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel, uh, he and Endeavor is a parent company of the UFC. They have a uh, majority stakehold in the company. Shut down conversations of fighter pay when they were asked by Brandon Ross from Lightshed Partners. So uh, Mr. Ross brought up the backlash after Jake Paul shed more light on the inequity in fighter pay versus the income boasted by the UFC. So again, like I said, the UFC boasted record income. Um, and then fighter pay continues to hang around roughly 16% of revenue share back to the fighters. To put it in perspective for you, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, the NFL, even the MLS, they actually return roughly 50% of their revenue back to the players, which make the contracts pretty lucrative. Even, I don't know, and this is getting nerdy back into pro wrestling, but even in like the Attitude Era, Monday Night Wars yeah. time we were thinking of, I've heard interviews where... Wrestlers in both companies were getting 50% of their merch sales back then. Right. Yeah. So even pro wrestling, was do who's notoriously ripping off their performers, is doing better than UFC now. I mean, it's and it's crazy because for them to be reporting record earnings when it's the least interesting I've ever seen it is – yeah, they're cutting costs somewhere. That's yeah, that's what's happening. Maybe that Venom sponsorship is uh, less. Paying a lot. Yeah. I mean, I like it better than the Reebok deal. That's I the only too. thing they did right recently. Yeah. But then we we kind of thought that they were going to return that money back to some fighters. And here we are having this same conversation in March that we were having. I believe you and I had the same conversation last March. Yeah. We had a very similar conversation. I think your new boy's fighting this Saturday, though. I think Patty's fighting this week. Patty is fighting yeah. this weekend because let me tell you right now, he's pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> he is pissed off so many people. And that I love it. That love fucking it. bowl haircut he has, you better back that shit up. Yeah. And he's gonna. So he actually it we're gonna release this on Sunday. He had already fought on Saturday. Yeah, so hopefully he won. I, oh, he definitely did. Yeah. He's fighting in London. He's going for a Conor McGregor level moment. That 2014 bout where he fought that fucking scrub in Ireland and the whole place basically caught on fire. This is exactly what Patty's getting. He's getting fed an okay fighter. He's going to decimate that motherfucker. He's going to make that arena pop. And then he's going to be the next superstar that gets launched up through the ranks. Do you know if this is this a fight night or is it a. It's a fight night. It's oh, it's it's, it's, free? U, it's oh, UFC uh, UFC Fight Night London. Nice. Yeah. So, so it's I'll be watching Saturday. It's like Fight Night Forty Two or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But uh, it's actually a pretty good card. Cool. And, and it's headlined by Mister uh, Pimblay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Patty the Pimp, as he likes to call himself, Batty Patty. He gives oh. himself names too. Oh, bowl cut. Yeah, old bowl cut McGee. He looks like Jim Carrey <laughs> and Dumb and Dumber with he blonde does. hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so samsonite damn i was close right there so uh hey man a little bit of good news here for you greg hardy got fired <laughs> so the residential punching bag greg hardy got the boot after being completely dismantled in ufc 272 uh after the fight he wrote a message to his fans if he has any and he said hey listen i'm going back to the drawing board i'm going to fix a lot of things when i come back you're going to appreciate me and everyone said, nah. <laughs> and Taya Tuivasa said, uh, he's like, gave him some advice, said, uh, you're an idiot. You should go work at McDonald's or something. So uh, I second that. You fuck, fuck you, Greg Hardy. Yeah, fuck Greg Hardy. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Uh, you're, you're a douche. And you got dismantled by a, a much more skilled fighter than you. And now you have to go figure it out somewhere else. 
And maybe you do, and maybe you don't, and maybe you make a burger for me, and I'm going to eat red meat that day, and I'm going to blow up that bathroom, because when you're done flipping burgers, you're going to go in the bathroom and clean up whatever the hell is going to happen in there. So, so you like him a lot, huh? Oh, dude, I'm so over that guy. Just like some of the statements I've read about, he's a piece of trash. He's he's really he's a degenerate. The way he speaks to people and the things he does to people. He was too trashy for Man. the Dallas Cowboys. That's some trash. That's, that's saying something. Because yeah. back in '94 when they or '94 '94 when they beat the Steelers, everybody was on coke. Yeah, everyone was on coke. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> look at you, Mike Harvey. <laughs> I loved him so much. I did too. He's still good. Oh yeah, he still looks like a boss. Absolutely, his suits are tight. So, Adam, real quick, just to ask you this question: Yeah, do you think WrestleMania needs two nights? No, I don't even think they could fill half of a pay per view right now. No. They have like maybe a solid two hours. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Um, I miss where WrestleMania was the only four hour pay-per-view right. and all the other ones were roughly two which and then half. like before they split the two nights it was up to like seven hours by the, by the end there yeah but then there's always all these filler matches that no one really needed but i and here's the thing i understand first and foremost i know wrestlemania has to have like a celebrity match to like get buy-in from casual fans and right shit. i get that and i think they have a good one with johnny knoxville i think he's fun he has no problem taking bumps clearly yeah and they have one each night because they have Paul on the other night. Right? That's one I don't want. Yeah, I don't want either. Well, I don't really want either of them because I don't like the celebrity matches. But I don't like celebrity matches in terms of like I feel like it's kind of a slap in the face to professional wrestling in general. But Bad Bunny kind of rewrote that script a little bit because he really dedicated himself. I didn't know who the fuck he was. I didn't know. I mean, who I'm he was old. either. I'm, no, I'm yeah. not saying he's not popular. He's right. very popular. I just did not know yeah. who he was. I like his music now, though. I, I will say I WWE did a good job. They brought him on, and I. Googled it. And I, he's on my Spotify I do, now. I mean, I do like. I don't even know if he is hip hop or is he electronica. I know he's Latin. Yeah, it's like it's like because I loved I loved Daddy Yankee back in the day. It's not Daddy Yankee. Ah, no, no, no. This is it's it's electronica and hip hop kind of comes together. Mm. It's cool. I'll I like check it, it out. I'll check it out after the podcast with you. When the kids the kids say it slaps, Jeez. slaps. <sighs> You're so fucking old. You gave me a Smirnoff Ice Pink Lemonade. You're slapping. It slaps. You're slapping. Yeah, but there's definitely no need for uh, WrestleMania to be more than one night. So it makes it less. It already dilutes it and makes it less special. Even if it was correct. good, like it just looks like more of a carny fucking sideshow. And they keep using the words. This is going to be the most stupendous. Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing, nothing stupendous. stupendous about it. It's just stupid. Yeah. Exactly. So I went through the trouble, Adam, of. of Highlighting all the matches that are so far oh, confirmed you're a here. Saint. I heard they're adding at least seven more. Yep. Yeah. yeah so um, neither night is filled completely. Oh, so they already have them set two nights. Yeah, it's, so it's far? definitely okay. two nights, and some of these matches are already kind of. Well, confirmed. I just didn't know if like some of them are confirmed night one, some are confirmed yeah. night two. Okay. So on night one right now, there's the uh, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, the Mysterios versus the Miz and Logan Paul, McIntyre versus Corbin, and the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. I instantly have a problem when you have your two biggest women's matches on the same. Correct. Night. That seems. Why weird. are they not showcased? On that seems weird. Unless you just showcase. Like showcasing the ladies that night, and then the men are on. I didn't look ahead, so I don't know what's on uh, night two. But I'll tell you. Um, maybe both men's titles are on night two. Though. Well, they do put the triple threat tag team women's match on the second night with Zelina Carmella taking on Banks, Naomi, and Ripley and Morgan. 
Yay. That's, that's that's what Sasha Banks is doing now. Yeah, mm. yeah. She's she's really high up in creative's uh, profile there. Uh, there is another women's match here: Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. That's a good one. Did you say women's match? Yeah. <laughs> I like Pat McAfee. I don't. I can't stand Austin Theory though. I, I, I don't I like either that, of I think, them. I think he's being misused there. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing though. They pushed. Awesome Theory got a push, and then he got so far, and they were like, hey, man, I think we're doing too much with a young star that could actually be really good around here. We better knock him down a peg. Let's feed him to Pat McAfee with, with Daddy Vince McMahon on the outside of the ring now. I hope Vince gets involved. He's hope supposed he, to. I hope he blows an ACL. He's already been around. written in to be some kind of major factor nice. in this. So Okay, there's two things I want to see now. <laughs> so in the, fir- in the first night, I don't see anything really that I'd lo- I want to get rid of, aside from The Miz and Logan Paul having a team up against the Mysterios. Um, yeah, that's the worst thing they have confirmed right now. Yeah, that's. The- uh, I could also do without Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. No, I, well, here's the thing though. I think Baron Corbin's actually a really good in-ring performer. I think it's good. I do too. I and in full disclosure, yeah. I haven't seen him wrestle a match in like oh. a year. Very solid. Yeah, very. I mean, solid. he was good back in the day. Yeah. I liked him in NXT. Oh yeah, dude, Baron Corbin NXT is leagues ahead of where he is in the main roster but the good thing about him he's a safe consistent wrestler he's going against drew mcintyre who's a pretty safe consistent strong wrestler so this could be a good shoot match i mean if yeah, they they kind of get down be. to some brass tacks it could be pretty likes good clocks likes a lot of clocks got clocks all clocks everywhere yeah. yeah that's all that's i have all. a clock i have a clock tattoo as yeah, well a clock he has like Sixteen. <laughs> I think he has sixteen clocks and two hourglasses. He's got to know what time it is. <laughs> so I hope they all say three sixteen. They all do. Actually, I looked at them all <laughs> in slow motion on my television. Three sixteen. Three sixteen. So, <laughs> if we look at the second night, um, like I said, there's Lesnar and Reigns going on for the winner take all unification match. Um, then the women's. Triple tag team threat, triple threat tag team match. Johnny Knoxville taking on Sami Zayn, Pat McAfee taking on Austin Theory, and Edge versus AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. That's the match I want to see. I do want to see it too, but Edge looks freaking rough. I never thought I'd say this about Edge. He's got to cut that hair. It's like, what? it's all frizzy and I nuts like looking. It. He's supposed to look that way though. He looks like he's like, Going for like the stage performance of Lion King or something. It's crazy. <laughs> well, if you remember, his cheeks are so sunken in. He looks like yeah. almost like Red Skull. Like you can literally <laughs> see like his cheek his cheekbones yeah. are like oh so sunken in. It's tough. Yeah, but I think he looks for, like he's been on Skid Row for like the last two months. Well, I think the reason for that is, is he's like vegan now or something. I know he has a very clean diet. I'm not yeah. sure of the specifics. But he's shredded. Yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. He's got like a twelve. Yeah, especially pack. for being like. Sam near 50. Yeah, yeah. 65 years old or something like that. He's got a double ARP card. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to in night two right now. I mean, uh, let's see what Johnny Knoxville can do. I don't care about Lesnar and Reigns. Don't give a shit. I heard they're unifying the belts. Possibly that might be a good idea. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not huge into it, but there's also another match that's uh, kind of hanging in the the wings here. It's uh, RK Bro taking on. Someone to be determined. No. No. Yeah. I well, thought, I, I know the original plan was to break them up and have them face each other. I'd be more into that. I would like yeah. that too. But uh, Randy Orton, finally, as a legend killer, you know, a very tenured wrestler, he finally has some creative control. And he told everybody in the back, like, hey, I like being with Riddle. 
I'm having the most fun I've ever had. It's it's probably the one of the most popular things on Raw too. Oh, what I've doubt. seen. Yeah, know. well, it's they, them losing the title. Titles actually dropped ratings so significantly they're like, we gotta put the fucking titles back on them, and we're gonna lose everybody. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you could take one match out of both these nights so far, the ones that I've seen that are confirmed, which one would you take and just fucking throw out? Mysterios versus Miz and Logan Paul okay. on night one, and. I'm not sexist. I'm not trying to have anybody say they're having the worst day at their job ever. <laughs> but the 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 tag three way women's match in the second night can go. I have a thing to say about that. I just wanted to be a triple threat. Can I just have Zelina versus Ripley versus Banks? That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds really good. For who gives a shit? Clout. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You don't need a belt. What I would do here is in the first night, I would definitely break up this whole Usos versus Nakamura and Boogs. I don't need that. Also, too, why why did Nakamura and Boogs get a shot at the tag titles when you barely gave Nakamura a chance to defend the IC title before he lost it? In the he house held it forever. He just never defended it. He's one of the best Intercontinental title reigns ever because he never defended it right. until he did, and then he lost it in a house show, not even televised. <laughs> so I, I would get rid of that one. I would retool the triple threat match. I would get rid of the Sasha Banks-Naomi team and just have... Zelina Carmella going against Ripley and Liv Morgan. Uh, I think Sasha Banks and Naomi could have their own match. There should have been some defection yeah, there. Yeah, that could have that could have cool. had a really that good match cool. together. And then take that match and bump the Knoxville Sami Zayn uh, off the card and just put the Sasha Banks Naomi match. Put Zayn Knoxville on the Raw after WrestleMania, or put him on the buy-in. Yeah, Why yeah, aren't yeah. they not on the buy-in? There's got to be a buy-in. Got to be a buy-in. That's what well, I yeah, would do. Both nights, two nights of buy-in. Two nights of buy-in. Like you have all this time, just do something. And then you have this. You have the raw tag uh, title match that you got to put in somewhere. So where the hell are you going to put that? Probably night two because you already have a tag match on the first night. What are you doing? I'm just like, look at how good the lacing on this glass is. <laughs> this beer's been so good this whole first half. Wish you could have had one. Me too. You suck at picking matches though. All the hard work I do for you. Maybe if you maybe if you came over and watched it with me, you would have did better. This is next really time. painful. Notes, notes for next time. Really Don't worry about Phil Duddy. Do you have <laughs> Do you want to draft up a dream match that you would pitch for one of the nights? Is there for any, WrestleMania? Yeah. I've used people on the roster though, right? Yeah. Um shit. I don't It's a tough one because they're using a lot of the roster that I like to see already. Yeah. I could tell you which one I want to see off the rip. It. Go for it. I want to see Alexa Bliss take on Sasha Banks. That's what I wanted okay. to see. That'd I wanted to right. see her make a comeback, and I think that Sasha Banks is being used completely wrong right now. She's a singles competitor. The only time I want to see her tagging up with anybody is with Bailey because when they're heels together, they're one of the best heels, tag tag team, heel teams, whatever how you want to say that, in the business. Right. Just the way that they feed off of each other. They basically write their own scripts when they're hanging out with each other. So I would want to see that. I would go with Kevin Owens and Oh no, I just forgot who I was gonna say. Stone Cold. Steve oh no, Austin. he just came up no, he just came up to the main roster. Uh Butch. Oh yeah, Butch. Why did they change everybody's <laughs> name? It's terrible. so bad for him, man. And they cut his hair, that yeah, sweet haircut. Yeah. Cut. I showed, he showed up with the cap on, and I was like, oh, I hope he has his hair tucked up under that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, shit. Butch versus anybody. 
Yeah. Really. Wow. Like Pete Dune. Yeah. I'd like to see Pete go like Ricochet, Kevin Owens, Ooh, Sami Zayn. That would be good. Yeah. Ricochet? Because he's not even on right now. He's, he, he's going to be. He's holding the IC title right now. But there's no plans Ireland's for favorite intercontinental champion, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. Rick O'Shea. Yeah. So we're going to go into a break. <laughs> We're gonna go to that was actually really good. We're gonna go into a break. We got some sponsors in here. So when you support our sponsors, you support us. And when you support us bringing some pretty cool stuff, like having uh, a whole twelve pack of these wonderful Schmirnoff ices that I'm gonna kill during the break. That didn't even time. come out of show money, that came out of my pocket. I wanted you to enjoy this so much. <laughs> I gotta reimburse him with the show money. <laughs> and I can't get show money without your support. Go to our Redbubble, subscribe to our YouTube, check out our sponsors, support us, subscribe to us, share us. Tell everybody that you love us. You can lie to them. That's cool, too. We don't give a shit. But one thing we won't lie about is that we'll see you on the other side. Nice ink, Adam. Yeah, I got your name on my ass. <laughs> uh, I was talking about your forearm, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been taking care of it. Yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, are, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. Oh yeah, man. I found their products after taking their online quiz and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code, MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to our sponsors. I hope you heard something you like and something you want to try out. Matt, how are you doing? Wow, that was... That was intense. Fuck you. Got through all four of them. Mm-hmm. I got more if you need it. Mm-hmm. But before that, it's round two. Mm-hmm. We got a beer. You get to drink the beer this time. Okay. So put them together. Do your, do your thing. Put them together. Call round two beer. Round two beers. Those oh. are only 4%. You're fine. Or you just got the burpees? It's like so I drank fire. Oh, oh, money oh. shot. Money shot. That's beautiful. I left it on the table too oh, long. Oh, gosh. Well, if you can't tell by the way this thing looks, we are going to be drinking a smoothie sour, and this is also from Union Brothers. Well, Adam pours his out, and then we'll switch off, and I'll take mine, and then you can talk about it a little more. I opened it like an asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is the... Uh, one of the latest from the sauce series from Union Brothers, and this one is a blueberry pomegranate sauce. So, uh, sauce uses takes their base sour, which is an awesome recipe on its own, and then this one was conditioned on blueberries and pomegranate. Pretty straightforward. Um, it's coming in at five point five ABV. So, ABV. Yeah. I mean, whew. I'll tell you what that oh, that double IPA in the first. Shut half. up! <laughs> Shut up! And to know that there's no more of it. To know that you drank... Yeah, but you got this wonderful fruit sour from Union Brothers. It is really good. Again, up in Harmony, PA, go get some food, go get some great beers. Absolutely. And tell them the boys sent you, because yeah. we love 
We love Union Brothers. Did you take a, did you take a sip? I did. I what did take think? a sip. And what I like about this is that uh, much like the sours, and I've said this before on multiple occasions, where I like sours that aren't uh, too sharp, and this one isn't. This is nice and, and rounded. You get the flavor profile that comes through pretty well. Uh, the smell on it is really good. Um, the color is beautiful as well. Um, you really get it. I think the um, the cranberry of it, pomegranate. pomegranate. I'm sorry, is very very predominant, which is good. I love pomegranate more than I like blueberry. I do too. I yeah. think the I think the blueberry comes through really well in the color, and then the pomegranate and the flavor, which I appreciate because I'm not a big yeah. blueberry and beer fan either. Neither am I. Uh, except for uh, as much as it's commercial as it can be, is that bumbleberry from Fat Joe? So, I hate that one. Really? Yeah, just because of the blueberry. I think it's a great yeah. beer. It's greatly. A greatly brewed beer, just yeah. not a blueberry guy. That's the the, the blueberry is very, yeah, very faint in this one. It's the muted. pomegranate really helps. Yeah, I'll say that bumbleberry is the only one where I remember like if it's predominantly ahead of everything else, it's the one I like the most. So while we sip on this, Adam, I threw it out to social media for a smackdown. This one was super easy. I kind, <laughs> I kind of knew where this one was going to be going here. So um, I asked our listeners. Do you, with the weather getting warmer, today it was 72 degrees. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Recording on Friday. Yeah. Peek behind the curtain. Happy Sunday. <laughs> We're on Friday. Welcome to the future. I'm pretty sure Sunday's going to be Back shitty. to the future? So anyway, I asked you guys, do you like to day drink? Uh, are you a fan of warm weather day drinking? And none of you said no. Which, good God, thank you very much. Because there's nothing better than having a lazy Sunday and going to your favorite brew spot or your favorite brunch spot and just getting day wasted yes uh i love it i i am i'm a basic white bitch i truly am when it comes to this stuff i love bottomless mimosas when it comes to my brunch you're real basic i am basic as fuck and i love bottomless mimosas because i, I trick myself into thinking it's, it's only champagne and orange juice i can have a gajillion of these things and newsflash you can't no. you can't no. um chicken and waffles also doesn't go very well with champagne um, no, it not really. It fights back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got to ask you, Adam, do you have a day go-to drink or a spot or anything? Not um, for a spot, Grist House, especially because nice. they're, they're, you know, big outdoor space. Oh, very yeah. nice to hang in. Yeah. Um, Hitchhiker's new outdoor space is pretty cool. Friends of the podcast, Abjuration, have an outdoor space opening up for this. I mean, opened up towards the end of good weather last year. We'll be in full flux. Yeah. This year, so I'm excited for that. Um, so any of those places. Yeah. But as far as a beverage, just low ABV because I want it, you know, yep. don't want to kill myself too early. Right, right. Want to make it last, maybe get to a couple places. Kath, there are two suggestions at you for outdoor for this year. Sure. Two places that I thoroughly enjoy and I will be going to this year. Uh, Leaning Cask has a brand new beer garden that's going to be in full Hope effect. Check it out. That's like our yeah. biggest meeting spot because it's like right in the, the halfway point of yeah. us. Yeah. So Leaning Cask has their new outdoor spot. And then, as always, Connie Creek, the original outhouse there, has a nice wraparound deck where it's always just kind of in the sun just enough where you get some warmth. And they, they always have some low ABV beers on to begin with. That's true. Their uh, cream ale is usually always on tap. It's a great spot to go. And hit Lee's wife is a phenomenal cook. So oh, yeah. that brunch is on. Point. I've never had brunch there, but I get the uh, last time I was there, I got the chicken tacos and they so blew my socks off. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So there's some great spots you guys can check out. Of course, hit up Gris, hit up Hitchhiker, hit up Connie Creek, hit up Leaning Cask. Check out your favorite spots, hit out Duration, find your favorite spot and see if they have an outdoor area. Go hit- there and just waste your Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. Find one we didn't talk about and let us know so we can check it out. Absolutely. You know? Dude, could you imagine? Check this out. Let's go on site 
and do a, a podcast during brunch and just <laughs> slowly fall apart. That that would go <laughs> downhill quickly. That would be one of those Patreon episodes that I don't release. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, while we're sipping on this wonderful beer from Union Brothers, we're going to do something we haven't done in a really long time. It's been a while. But let me just bring it in a little bit of an intro, okay? You got it. So mid-card titles drive promotion, and it feeds the championship scene. However, some mid-card title holders were far more popular than the heavyweight champions themselves. But who reigns supreme? I challenge you to the Mount Rushmore of intercontinental champions. It has been a while, so I think it's only fair we have some new listeners that we tell them how this works. It's head-to-head. Uh, whoever goes first goes first and second, third, fourth, and so on and so forth. And you have to have more than just four people on your list before you construct a Mount Rushmore. Because if Adam steals one of mine, I have to think of another one. If I still want Adam's, he has to think of another one. So you can't have four. You have to have like eight, ten. You got to really eight stack safe. Because if yeah. all of yours get taken, you at least have a backup for all of them. But Absolutely. Yeah. I usually try to go, yeah, eight to ten. Yeah. So we'll do that. And we're going to do Intercontinental Champions. So that's WWE, WWF. Um, champions for Intercontinental. They're mid-card. Only Intercontinental. Not U.S. Yeah. title. Not U.S. title. We're not doing European title. We're not doing the U.S. championship. It's just the IC title. We'll do the other ones at some other time. Right. But right now, doing the IC title. Yeah. Okay? And Adam, I keep, I keep track. I've kept track. And you get to go first. Uh, so, Adam, with the... Uh, with the showdown for the Intercontinental Championships, who's your first-round draft pick? Easy one. Peek behind the curtain. Uh, we're doing it because of this man. Uh, and, and thank you for letting me go first. It's always a pleasure. Never a chore. Um, and the first pick by far is Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall. The Razor Ramon side. when he held the IC title, though. Absolutely. Um, my favorite IC Champion of all time, not because of current events. Just he was my dude. He was he was the first heel I liked um, in wrestling because I was a young kid when he was the IC champ. Uh, his ladder match with Shawn Michaels, where he they put the they there were a dispute over the Intercontinental titles and they were both hanging above the ring, um, and he won the ladder match for the IC title. Is maybe the best ladder match ever, and yeah. it's very 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 bare bones because it was like the second one ever. I think the first one on TV. Yeah, first one that was free for uh, cable. No, television. not free. That was a PP. That was a was WrestleMania. It that was a WrestleMania. I'm a bet. I believe it was. It was definitely a pay per view. I'm just not sure yeah. what okay. pay per view. I'm pretty sure it was a Mania though. I think it was the only good match on that card too because I've gone back and watched. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's my number one. Okay, shoot him to the top. Absolutely, shoot him to Main. the top. Outsiders for life. Who's your number one pick, Matt Main? So. <laughs> I have to go back, back. I have to go back to the day. I have to go back to the man who made the Intercontinental title what it is today. Mr. Pat Patterson. Didn't even make it what it is today. Just made it. He made the IC title. So Pat Patterson unified the WWF <laughs> North American Championship with the South American Championship in Rio de Janeiro in 1979. So the IC title wasn't even in existence. In a real match. Yes, in a real match. <laughs> that was not televised. He gutted out in a grueling one-night tournament 
where he fought, I think it was like four different matches in one night, which, yeah. I mean, it's it's scripted combat, but to go four matches, and for people that have, were in attendance said that it's one of the best wrestling tournaments they've ever seen. Um, and back in 1979, where it was very stiff, very yeah. rigid, people were coming out with, with striking injuries. Pat Patterson took those two titles, put them together, and now we have the IC title. So with my first round draft pick, I'm taking the legend himself, rest in peace, Pat Patterson. Absolutely. He went banana, as he used to say. Yes. And I, I don't remember everybody he fought that night, but I, I remember being reported one was Ted DiBiase. Yep. And one was Johnny Rods, I believe, is the finals. He yeah. He was Taz's trainer. Yep. So Absolutely. Go. Little little secret there. There you go. And a big guy in the mid-Atlantic. Yes. As, as far as training people. Johnny Rods trained a bunch of people yeah, in this he, area. So. His, his name is stamped on so many legends that we see to these yeah. th- this day. So, yeah. so for uh, my second choice, you're going to see a little bit of a theme here. Okay. A little bit of a time period that's coming through a lot. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. There's probably, there might be better, like, reigns with the title. Mm-hmm. But as far as just a wrestler I fucking loved. Yeah. That held it. I got to go with Mister Perfect, Kurt Henning. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Kurt Henning was one of the best heels in the game, and when he held the IC title, he held it with a bravado that was unmatched by any IC champion. No one could handle the heel heat right. that Henning brought to the ring. And it was just like a a shooter's shooter. He was just a wrestler's wrestler. He he was he had legit credentials. Much like a Kurt Angle, much like a lot of guys yeah. back then. Um, but he was a super legit mat wrestler, but then also had a great personality and great character that just propelled that, th- his IC title matches and every feud he was in up the card, you know? Yep, like, absolutely. And, and, and both my picks so far, and I don't know if it'll keep going this way, but both of them never held the world title. Like, both of those guys yeah. might maybe held tag titles, maybe held titles in other organizations, but never had the WWF, WWE world title well don't worry because my second round draft pick is gonna break that idea <laughs> because i'm going with the ayatollah of rock and roll le champion the influencer the man who created his own appreciation society chris jericho because he's held the title more than anyone else nine times and in those nine times he had classic wins his fourth title win against chris benoit in the 2001 royal rumble ladder match which is heralded as one of the best ladder matches of all time his loss to rvd to end his sixth reign on raw in 2003 is known as one of the best tv matches of all time his seventh championship win to break jeff jarrett's title total and last but not least, beating Rey Mysterio to win his ninth title in a no-holds-barred match is known as one of the best matches that Rey Mysterio has ever had in his career. Watch that one. I mean, I'm sure I saw it when it happened. I just yeah. don't remember that one. It's a phenomenal match. Check it out. And Chris Jericho, uh, I mean, if you're watching wrestling now, who he is now isn't a shell of who he used to be. But back when he was in WWF and WWE, he had another level, another gear that he went into for heels because right. of all the supreme talent that was around him. His feud with The Rock is extraordinary. And at one point, the icy title was the focus of his, his feud with The Rock. Feud yeah. with Rock. Yeah. So Chris Jericho carried the title more than, than any other person right now. And he's done it with a bravado that's unmatched other than Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning is the master heel. Chris Jericho is the student. But my second round draft pick, Y2J. 
Boy, we're going to keep the heel train rolling with my third pick. Um, I'm surprised you haven't taken any of mine yet. I mean, Jericho was on my list, but not, yeah. not in my top four. And Patterson, I know he started it, but <laughs> I never saw any of his matches. So, um, wasn't on my list either. But uh, another great heel of the game that was taken from us far too soon. Uh, Got to go with the Blackheart, Owen Hart. Yep. Oh, man. Owen Hart, that tragic loss uh, from professional wrestling when he was trying to reinvent himself. As most wrestlers do, they try to be a superhero at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Owen Hart had a great skill set, and his brother, Bret Hart, was actually a really good IC title holder as well. They feuded over – I'm pretty sure they feuded over the the IC belt, right? They certainly did, and that's what actually – One of the best cage – I don't remember if their cage match was – for the IC title, no. but like as far as a brother versus a brother match, and as Amazing. far as steel cage matches yeah. go, it was awesome. Top of the list here, and and Owen Hart too. <clears throat> when he joined the Nation of Domination, he actually held the IC title mm-hmm. during that reign. And when he fought, he fought the criticism of being in the Nation of Domination because it's predominantly an African American faction. They brought him in when he was going through the Nugget phase, um, but he. Uh, embodied the disenfranchised uh, family member right. and really brought that to the nation of domination and brought a whole nother level of, you know, I'm not going to be held down. I'm going to succeed him and Farouk teaming up at times. Yep. Wow. Yep. What a dynamic tag team that was. Yeah. Owen Hart. I know there's some criticism about like everything. He's not that great. He was amazing. He was amazing. Well, he, was, that, he was a little sloppy early in his career, but yeah, but he fixed that. Yeah, he was, he was, cleaned it up. He was a technician. Well, everyone compared him to his brother, and his brother <clears throat> was solid from the womb. Right. I mean, so he had to learn a little more, but he ended up being phenomenal. So, with my third round pick, you know, I always try to go a little left field with mine. This is when I usually pick with my heart. So, and this is where you're going to start taking a big old shit on me. I don't me. know, because I, I got a weird one that I might use okay. from number four, so you might be stealing it. So, uh, back in the Attitude Era, there were lots of characters, and there was one character that I love to this day. He's actually still active in wrestling. Okay, it's not mine. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, he's enigmatic. He's cerebral. He had great programs with The Undertaker, Razor Ramon, the one two three kid. He defended against Jake the Snake Roberts in a classic match. Gold Dust. Yeah. <laughs> That's I thought you were going. Yes. So Gold Dust uh, was always one of my favorite wrestlers because I always loved weird stuff, and nobody was weirder than Gold Dust. He played uh, very weird androgynous. That was the yeah. That was the keyword all the time. All the time. And there was a great spot if you haven't watched it uh, where he actually lays a big old smooch on the Undertaker. And then Mark sits the fuck up, and he's like, I'm going to murder that dude. He splits. <laughs> he just <laughs> runs through the crowd. Yeah. Oh, man. It was fantastic. So, yes, with my third-round pick, without any more fanfare, Goldust. Good choice. Thank you. Can't hate on that. So, I'm going to start up. No, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't even know. If, I think he held the IC. Button. I think he held the IC title as Cody Rhodes. Okay, well, it's yeah. not him. I'm not picking him. Um, I don't know, Matt. I got. I got. You really didn't take any of mine. So I got uh, two Canadians or an Attitude Era star. Which yeah. one should I pick as my number four? Uh, let me look at my list real quick. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go ahead and go with uh, a Golden Era, okay. 
Yeah. Don't don't touch that attitude error. Yeah. Well, I I say that because hopefully that you take the attitude error. <laughs> so I think I think I'm still right in running. Um, you know, running it back where it's another person that I don't think ever won the WWE heavyweight title, but I might be wrong on this one because he has a long history. Um, but it's going to be the hot rod, Roddy Piper, for me. Yeah, wonderful pick. Brett, I mean, in full disclosure, it's Bret Hart's on my list, but he was more of a – he was a great IC champion, but he also held the world championship a lot. He was more of a focus in the championship, yeah. the, the world So I think for this yeah. specific IC mountain – yeah, Roddy Piper. I great on the mic. A lot like I mean, I li- I I picked four fucking heels. I can't believe yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like heels, especially when I look back on it. But just a, a lot, a lot, a lot like Mister Perfect. Just a, unbelievable promos. Yeah. A great technician in the ring. I, I remember watching him uh, lose the belt to Bret Hart, and it was a phenomenal Amazing. match. And that was back in the yeah. Pre new gen, like that was golden era, like you said. Right. That was like Bret Hart's getting shot up the card at that time. Owen that was, was Owen, I think, was still in a tag team at the time. Yeah. Um. So, I think Owen was Owen. Was, Owen might have still been in Stampede. He was time. in Mississippi. Oh yeah, 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 possibly. Yeah. So yeah, for my fourth pick, the Hot Rod Roddy. Wonderful. That's a great pick. Uh, I like too that we did not poach off of each other. I can't believe we didn't. Yeah, which which is a beautiful thing. Cause I think professional wrestling, uh, professional wrestling is for everybody. You can form your own opinions. It's kind of nice because with my fourth round pick, which I actually put up a lot higher than I than I did, but I wanted to save him for last because the problem is he only had one reign. This might be my man. He only did it one time, but he did it the best. He beat. Tito Santana in 1986 in a messy match that nobody fucking liked. Okay. <laughs> but he had a banger of a match with George the Animal Steel at WrestleMania 2. He did. And he lost to my favorite wrestler of all time, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at WrestleMania 3 in what is called the absolute best match of all time. You know I'm talking about him. Number whatever the fuck in your programs at number one in your hearts. Macho Man Randy Savage. Good choice, sir. This guy brought not only uh, a wrestling acumen to the ring, but he brought that troubled relationship that was very tumultuous at the time he held the Intercontinental title with Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth! Oh, Miss Elizabeth, I can't believe you're running around with mother dicks. I'm not going to be able to stomach this. Oh, my God. Are you talking to Hulkster? It was Hulkster back then. It was Hulkster back then. turned into Lex. So I love Macho Man Randy Savage. Larry Luger. Uh, I think that despite the fact he held it one time, he held it for a really important time in wrestling. And that kind of propelled that mid-card back up because it was kind of deflated at the time. Yeah. And his match with Ricky – his program leading up to the match with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat – Really reinvigorated the mid card, and that's why I think he deserves a spot, at least in my picks. And we'll see where he lands in the Mount Rushmore. Um, no, I'm glad. I'm glad he made it. He just couldn't make. It, it was. It was between yeah. me throwing him or Owen in, and yeah, and, and, and I don't think you're wrong with either. Yeah, yeah. Really. Um. So Adam, <clears throat> I think we can both agree that in the Mount Rushmore. It's just my list, and let's <laughs> roll on to questions from the internet. Nope. Ah, shit. I'm gonna agree wholeheartedly that Razor Ramon, Scott Hall needs to be number one. Cool with that. Yeah. Here's my number one. So. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's only fair. 
Um, his ladder match with Shawn Michaels is heralded as one of the best matches of all time. Not just the best ladder match, but the best match of all time. Yeah. Shawn was also on my, my yes, list. Yes, mine too. Yeah. I, would, I will say, I think I can remember everybody that was there. Brett, Shawn, Jake the Snake. Oh, yeah. And Macho, I think. Well, I mean, you said Macho. I had Rick Rude, Tito Santana, Randy Orton, uh, Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels. No, the Attitude Era one. Oh, yeah. D'Lo Brown. Oh, yeah, he was really good. (laughs) He injured everybody. It was great. (laughs) So if I could pitch somebody right now, I'd really like to pitch Chris Jericho for number two. uh, Only because he held it the most amount of times. And his match with Rey Mysterio is one of the top five matches of all time. I'd rather you pitch... Macho man, I'm going to only because Chris. I mean, but both of them, and yeah. it, but actually, everybody on your list, no, half your list, Jericho and Macho Man, both were like world champion status for a lot yeah. of their career. Um, but I, yeah, I let Jericho on just because he's had it nine fucking times, nine times, and he, and so each, he spent a, he spent a lot of time there and yeah. he elevated the title in a time where it wasn't it wasn't really being sought after, yeah, yeah. yeah. And half of his matches on defenses have been heralded as some of the best matches yeah. in history. I, I remember the Benoit match. Oh, the Benoit Clearly. match was amazing. Yeah, yeah the, that was the ladder match, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sick. All right, what do you got, man? It's tough. There's a lot of really good champions here. I got to go with the, the best, like, all-around wrestler, like, just – embodied a pro wrestler on my list and it's kurt henning yeah mr perfect i can't i can't disagree with that anymore uh kurt henning is uh, is amazing in full disclosure roddy piper had some promos that would not fly too well no some things (laughs) they didn't fly super well back then he caught heat (laughs) but henning was just a good cocky fucking piece of shit heel yep that you love to hate absolutely much akin to mjf nowadays so yeah yeah. and to round it out I believe that the Macho Man deserves a spot on the Mount Rushmore because uh, of the complicated history. Right below Owen Hart. I don't know, man. I think that Macho Man's reign with the icy title is more memorable than Owen Hart's. I don't think so. I, Remember, Owen turned on Bret Hart and literally said, Bret, I just kicked your leg out of your leg. That didn't make any sense. Right. And he kept just repeating he was the Black Hart. That's why I love <laughs> You know what? That's a strong argument. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely giving it to you in the Macho okay. Man. Uh, like you said, he, to this day, his match with Steamboat, where he lost the belt, is heralded as one of the best matches of WrestleMania. Absolutely. Yeah, and they did that on the third try. And yep. We're at, Jesus, 36 or something this year. Yeah. Nobody. 38. <laughs> yeah. 38. No, nobody's. Nobody's come close. I mean, some people sniffed it, but mm. nobody nobody says, no, it's definitely this instead. Yeah. Like, you got you got some newbies trying to say it's Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. It was good. It that, was really I would good. put that at number two. Yeah, but no, nothing beats man. Macho Man, Ricky Especially Steamboat. Especially your boy Steamboat. Yeah. So if you want to know the Mount Rushmore of icy titles, according to the boys, it's Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall, Chris Y2J, Y2J Jericho. There you I'm go. You got, it. you got it all. I had too many Smirnoff Ices. Yeah, Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. Kurt Henning. Mr. Perfect. And the Macho Man, Randy Savage. 
Check out their matches. They are they're all over YouTube. You can really check everything out, yeah. and it's worth a watch, especially if you like pro wrestling and you haven't seen these matches where they either won their IC title or lost their IC title. These are amazing wrestlers, and they have great matches that you can go back and watch for free on YouTube. I can only encourage it so much. So, Adam, moving on to a segment that's become very fun for us. Androgynous. It's a lot. <laughs> a, a very androgynous uh, section of our show. Absolutely. So, um, this is questions from the internet. So, I go ahead and I look online and I try to find some things I think are interesting that we can pick apart. Some people send us some questions. So, one of these questions is actually one from our listeners. The other couple are from the internet thank you twitter indie podcast twitter you guys feed us a lot of cool stuff to talk about here so adam i have to ask you uh what's a weird movie you've seen and enjoyed so funny enough i mean i've talked about some of my favorite weird movies on here already uh you know like probably the most Lost. probably the most basic is texas chainsaw massacre yeah. 2 but i've also talked about basket case and faust yeah. With the puddle of boobs and butts. Puddle of boobs and butts. So actually, from the same director as Faust, he made a little movie called Society. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> which I'm not going to say anything about the plot other than it's great body horror and just go watch it if you're yeah. in for a silly time. It's not horrifying. Maybe a little bit of gross out depending on your tolerance for that i don't think it's that gross yeah. um i just think it's a fucking wacky ass movie <laughs> when i saw a weird movie i was like that's the wackiest fucking shit I've that ever is seen. definitely the wackiest movie and I've he ever also seen. directed i just pulled up his credentials he did pride of reanimator oh okay i don't know if he did he didn't do original reanimator i don't think but he did bride of reanimator and beyond nice. Reanimator. i don't know what that was that beyond. might have been a behind the scenes thing or no, that, no. that's it's, a sequel mm-hmm. okay yeah, it's it's completely campy and gory and it's beautiful. And he did the dentist. I remember the dentist. The dentist is really good yeah. too. So yeah, this guy does some weird shit. And uh, yeah, so from the director of Faust, love it. <laughs> I think he did Society first and then did Faust. But whatever, go check it out. So and and, and go check out Faust. Yeah, Fa- <laughs> and and Basket Case. Puddle of boobs and butts. It's fucking hilarious. And you'll you'll know exactly what we're talking about when this scene pops up. Oh yeah. Um, There's no other scene like it. A weird movie that I've seen and I've enjoyed, it's called The Special. Basically, a dude fucks a box for, for 90, oh, for 90 you, minutes. Yeah, you t- you told me to watch this and I did. Wow. Yeah, it's a weird... Talk about... So, a guy goes to a whorehouse. If I can say that, is that disingenuous to sex workers? Brothel. Sorry. He goes to a, a house for sex workers. I'm sorry. America's the oldest profession. It is. And uh, his buddy, who's like this... Is is the staple of like nineteen nineties? Like I do cocaine and run stocks. He's like, you got to go here and get the special. The special is quite literally a wooden box with a hole that you can put your penis inside of. And I don't want to spoil too much, but it gets crazy. It gets nuts. And I've actually had a moment to DM the director, and he's very nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's very cool. He's very nice to us. Um, I'm trying to entice him to come on and talk about the special a little bit, which is kind of like my teaser for you. That'll be weird. Hey, what's up, buddy? Come talk about dick in a box with me, okay? (laughs) So, Adam, what is your favorite horror decade? This is the easiest question you have ever launched my way. I didn't even have to think about it immediately off the rip. The decade I was born in, the 1980s, was the quintessential 
decade for horror. Yeah. Probably not. I'm, and I'm only laughing because it was probably the sleaziest horror. Absolutely. And the, the campiest and a lot of comedy and a lot of real bad shit, too. Yep. But that doesn't mean it's not good. Like, that doesn't mean it's not good and not something you want to watch. Bye, Mouse. It was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but just that, Fuck I mean. that Mouse in general. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, Stephen Carpenter, Stephen Carpenter's a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, the Friday the 13th franchise got started there. Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street got started there. I think Child's Play was, Child's Play was yeah. all in the 80s for 89. the most part. Hellraiser, like all these fucking franchises that Hollywood's still in love with and still trying to recreate all came from the 80s for the most part. Yeah. Other than Halloween, they all came from the fucking 80s. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's what I got into, even though I didn't get into horror until the 90s because I was fucking five in the 80s. Right, so, yeah. um it's still just the decade I love. And I'll just like look it up as a genre to find something new now still. Yeah. So easy slam dunk. Okay. 1980s. Let I me help you out here. I feel like you're going to fucking pick a different decade. I am going to pick a different decade. So I love the 80s. I love the 90s. But the the not like the 90s. era of time where I rediscovered my love for horror because people started getting really crazy because – Back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you had to go through at least a major studio to have even the most campy, like, offshoot horror movie. But in the – from 2000 to 2010, people were shooting shit on, like, handy cams. And they were having some of the best movies ever doing it like that. So my favorite to reinvigorate myself in the horror community, in the horror genre, was from 2000 to 2010. At that time, you saw a lot of really great movies come out. House of a Thousand Corpses, the Halloween remake. You saw things like uh, you saw the continuation of the Hellraiser series. You also saw some uh, reinvigorations of like Child's Play. Scream continued on at the, that, through that era. That Texas Chainsaw reboot was in 2002. That yeah. was a great one. So there were, um, uh, what Hill- about Blair, Blair Witch? Blair Witch Or was two. that late 90s? Blair Witch 2. But the original was The original was 1990. Because that was like... That yeah. reinvented parts of the wheel for the whole genre. Oh, absolutely. It, I just it, wasn't sure what decade that was on. That was in the 90s. Okay. But I would say, too, like, and then you find the staples that people really hinged on to gore porn happened then. The Hills Have Eyes remake was there. Hills Have Eyes 2 was there. Saw? Uh, Saw was there. Yeah. The original Saw was in 2008, I okay. believe. So this was a great reinvigoration for horror. Uh, so that's my favorite. Not cool. to say that it's better than the 80s and 90s. Cause I think the 80s is hands down the best horror decade ever but for me i rediscovered my love for horror in the uh 2000 2000 yeah you're probably in that's probably my second place yeah um not only that but since you brought up scream i watched the new one i did too oh i did too it's really fucking good do you like it yeah yeah i hated some of the characters of course some of the new characters i'll just i don't want to spoil anything but other than getting over them being slightly annoying i thought it was very well done yeah I think it was maybe the to promote it. I think it was maybe one of the bloodiest and goriest, absolutely, of the franchise. So yeah, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Everyone kind of got mad at it because it wasn't. They they're like, it's not as meta as the first couple. I thought it was super meta. It was super meta. It talked about itself while it was developing. Right. I don't want to spoil it too much because on Paramount Plus, do yourself a favor. It's like an hour and forty minutes. Oh yeah, you know plus. what? Because we were actually here and we saw it hit Paramount Plus together. Yeah, and then I, we you probably went home and watched oh, it. I yeah, watched I, it. I, I ran yeah. home to watch yeah. it. Um, but it's super meta. It talks about itself as developed. It basically tells on itself while it's developing. Yeah. I, I loved it. So, Scream two thousand and twenty one, twenty two, twenty two. 
22. Wonderful movie. I think it came out in January. Yeah. yeah so. and F, my, all, F my, all the haters. And my dude and my dude from The Boys is in it. Yeah. I like that. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I love this guy. I don't even know his name. but uh, he's, um, Oh, God. He's um one of the, he's a famous, a Quaid. He's a Quaid. Oh, is he one of the Quaid kids? He's one of the Quaid oh, kids. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully not. What? Crazy one. Randy, I think, is the one that went off the, went berserker. Mm. Yeah, Randy Quaid. Oh, my. Shitter's full? Yeah, he's a Oh, yeah, guy. he's, he's out, out of his mind. He, he's a, he's tinfoil hat now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's lost it. You kind of saw that coming from a mile away. Yeah, hopefully he's Dennis Quaid's kid, though. Dennis Quaid got a good head. I think he is Dennis Quaid's kid. <laughs> okay. Also, Dennis Quaid in uh, Legion. Great job. Oh, yeah. Love. Also, happy birthday to Dennis Quaid. Happy birthday, Dennis Quaid. I loved you in Legion. You were amazing. I don't have any legit birthday. I didn't look up birthdays this week. I, well, it's getting played out. What except are, for Dennis Quaid. I'll ask you this then. What are three things you have in your fridge at all times? Well, the easy go-to is beer. Yeah. Beer's the best. Um, beer's the best. <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Love cheese. Okay. What else do I always have in my fridge? It's tough. I mean, I like hot sauce, but I don't put it in the fridge. You don't? No. I do. Most of mine are shelf-stable ones. I mean, I have a couple. Yeah. A couple of the Uncle Jamie ones that go in the fridge. Oh, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Well, um, all, the, all the vegetal components. I guess my, I, a mustard. I, like, a, I always have a spicy brown mustard on hand. Nice. I, I knew it was a condiment, because, like, I could say meat, but no, nah, I, yeah. I eat through that. That's it's too not quick. Always in there. Yeah. It doesn't even make it to the fridge. Yeah, so beer, cheese, mustard. Nice. Uh, I would say oat milk for me. I always have some kind of oat milk in the because I'm you know, Papa can't eat red meat. I also can't have whole milk. So mm-hmm. the Schmierdoffs are going to send you sideways by uh, the time dude, you get home. It's, it's already rumbling down in my tum tum. Um, I would say too. I have uh, Cholula Chipotle sauce, hot sauce in my fridge at all times. I have the big bottles. I love the smokiness of that. It's so good. That's a very smoky one. Yeah. yeah. I really love it. And then I would say I always have some kind of poultry, turkey or chicken in my fridge, whether it be like whole slice or like I, I like to crock pot like a whole chicken and mm-hmm. pick off of it through the week, too, yeah, make yeah. sandwiches and stuff. So if you come to my house, you can definitely have hot sauce on chicken. And some oat milk, if you feel so inclined. Mm. <laughs> what a combination. Wash it down with a big old glass of oat milk. Yeah. And if you want to ask us some questions, by all means, just hit us up in our DMs. We're at DecayandWTB on all social media. And also, too, we have DecayandWTB at gmail.com. So, Adam, what's on tap and where can you find where us? Where can you find us? I, I'm starting to learn these. Yeah. Yeah. You better <laughs> learn for next week. So, we don't have much on tap right now. Uh, Crushed by the Fist of God still... Sitting in there just because I can't drink it during school nights. Eleven and a half percent. No one can drink that shit during school nights. So that's our eleven and a half percent smoked imperial stout. So come, come take it off my hands, please. Because yeah. uh, still have yeah roughly half a keg in there. Of that um, our hair of the hog red ale that we brewed up for St. Patty's Day is still on. There's a, only about a half a keg of that left as well. And clouds over California version two featuring Simcoe Idaho nice. seven. And Citro will be ready to roll by the time you're hearing this on Sunday. Wonderful. It just hit the kegs this afternoon. So, And then you can also find uh, Bash Brew at the Best Brunch Ever on May 14th. Yes. And also we're going to be at Brews and Bruises on June 4th. And there's another one, too. Uh, Brews and PA State Championship Invitational in July. Boom. I think it's the 16th. Oh, yeah. Middle of July. That's right. July 16th. We will definitely get these dates hammered out. Yeah. 
There might be another little thing we're doing in June, but nothing's Kind of under wraps yet. right now. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. And then but, all the way in November, we're going to do Hops for Heroes. I will say it's a week or two after Bruises and Bruises, yeah. and we're looking at you, Westmoreland County. That's all I can say. Oh, right coming home to daddy. Yeah. Love it. So if you know what's going on down here in the Brew Lab with Adam, it's ba- at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. It's Facebook and Instagram, sometimes on Twitter. I keep trying to convince him. He's also on Untapped. Don't forget about the boys down here as well. We're at Decay and WTB on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check us out on Good Pods and give us a five-star rating because that keeps boosting us up. Right now, we're number two overall. We're beating Jim Cornette. We're beating all these suckers that think they're better than we are at Wrestling Talk. We're better than you, and you know it. Don't forget about our YouTube. You can like, subscribe, and share to everybody. And we're also on Redbubble, where dad hats are always $19.52. Don't forget about all of our sponsors. And we have our listener polls on Tuesdays, new audio on Sundays, and new videos on uh, Mondays. Send Matt those happy birthdays. It's his birthday month. Yes, it is a birthday month. Love me. Drink a green beer and a Schmirnoff for Matt. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> Don't do that. So... Until next time, wherever you are listening to this, hopefully on this rainy Sunday, you're trying to keep dry and drinking a beer while you're listening to us. Until next time from the Judgatorium, cheers. Cheers. St. Patrick was English descent, Scottish at best. (laughs) I'll punch it up. I'll punch it up. I'm a fucking professional. Because if we don't make this thing succeed, I have to do my day job till retirement. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I gained 15 pounds this year. I'm not going to make it. (laughs) Dude, I went to the doctor yesterday. I wanted. The doctor was like, please stop.